My name is Tony Litt. I'm the MD of Sunrise Radio, and it's my immense pleasure to bring you the official Sunrise Radio podcast. We are the number one commercial Asian station in the United Kingdom, with many firsts to our name, and we continue to be the voice of British Asians who have given us their love and loyalty over 30 years. It's a legacy we cherish and a responsibility that we don't take lightly. Our aim has always been to entertain the listeners with the best of Bollywood and Bangra while also addressing their concerns. A real voice for the community, a vibrant community and a great nation. We are proud to be British and Asian. This podcast is a compilation of some of the things we do on the station with a stellar lineup of presenters who each have their own personality and style. It's entertaining, informative, engaging, and we hope you will enjoy it here as a podcast if you are unable to tune in to the radio. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your family and friends about this podcast and do leave us a comment on what you think. We'd love to hear from you. All the best always. Team Sunrise. Hey, my name is Shabnam Sahi. Welcome to the official Sunrise Radio podcast. I'm on your radio weekdays from 9am to 12 noon. If you've heard the show, you know what to expect from it. But here are some exciting, interesting Bollywood stories that you may have missed this time round, served up as part of our official Sunrise Radio podcast. Enjoy. Yeah, you Sunrise Radio. Shabnam Sahi ke saath, live in the studio with me. I've got Pavandeep, Arunita, Shanmukha and Nihal. Of course, the magnificent four reloaded. Now let's start the conversation with Pavandeep and Arunita first. Pavandeep or Arunita, you are coming to the UK, right? You've already tasted what it feels like to be live on stage, surrounded by thousands of fans who are always entertained by what you dish out. Pavandeep, tell me, how does it feel like this time? It feels like the last time was a little cold. This time it was a little cold. My friend told me that it was a little cold in London. Oh. So it's a little cold, but it's a little cold. स्टेज पे उसी के लिए हम लोग बने हैं तो बिल्कुल कोई एक ऐसी याद पहली बारी स्टेज पे यहाँ पर यूके में गाने की मैं ऐसे बैठा हुआ था पियानो पे तो मेरा स्टार्ट हो रहा था तो मैं शायद गा रहा था तो मेरे को लग रहा था कि मैं अपने घर की खिड़की में बैठा हूँ तो इस तरीके की एक फीलिंग थी कि इतने दूर आके हम लोग गाँव से और इस तरह से गाते हैं तो एक बहुत अच्छा फील होता है Arunita, let me ask you the exact same question. I've, you've already got your Bengali fans on WhatsApp saying, Tumi Amadeir Gorbo, proud oh, of you, Arunita. Thank you so, much. so tell me again, you are coming to the UK for the second time. You already know what the buzz is of a live show. Very different from doing television, very different from a studio recording. How are you feeling right now? Uh, feeling uh, uh, very अलग लग रहा है क्योंकि फर्स्ट टाइम जब हम लोग आए थे तब इतने सारे ऑडियंस के सामने हम लोग गा रहे थे और फर्स्ट टाइम था इसलिए बहुत नर्वसनेस भी थी और कैसा मतलब कैसे सबके सामने गाएंगे सब खुश हो पाएंगे या नहीं ये सब थॉट्स थी दिमाग में तो ये टाइम आके पिछले टाइम हमारा एक्सपीरियंस इतना अच्छा था कि पब्लिक का रिस्पॉन्स लोगों का इतना अच्छा था कि मतलब अभी दूसरे टाइम हमको यहाँ आने का मौका मिला इसलिए इतना ज़्यादा अच्छा लग रहा है क्योंकि वापस वही ऑडियंस के सामने हमें गाने का मौका मिलेगा तो बहुत ज़्यादा अच्छा लग रहा है 
तो आप जानती हैं कि इस बार आप क्या एक्सपेक्ट कर रही हैं राइट आपके लिए पहली बार है and i performed in uh, o2 hmm. so again coming here again and performing the same stage it feels amazing and i'm so happy so excited to sing in front of live people and yeah i'm just very excited so is this the first time you're part of the headline act right yes is that what it is okay yes. and uh, what about you nihal mai to yahan pehli baar aa raha hu aur mujhe pata hi nahi hai ki kya experience hoga अभी हमने स्टेज परफॉर्मेंसेस किए हैं बट अभी मैं एक दूसरी कंट्री में आके यहाँ 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 के लोगों के सामने गा रहा हूँ और इसका एक्सपीरियंस कैसा होगा मुझे अब तक नहीं पता है बट सब सही है बट सबसे बड़ी बात ये है कि इवन दो ये मेरे साथ मेरे हमारे हम साथ ही थे हम कंटेस्टेंट्स हैं बट ये लोग बहुत ही अमेजिंग आर्टिस्ट हैं ये ये लोग बहुत ही बहुत ही अच्छे सिंगर्स हैं और इनके साथ इनके इनके साथ एक स्टेज में परफॉर्म करना तो और भी अच्छा लग रहा है मुझे यहाँ यूके में आके इंडिया में तो करते हैं हम बट कभी कभी मैं भी भूल जाता हूँ कि ये लोग कितने अच्छे आर्टिस्ट हैं और यहाँ के लोग भी ऐसे ही लेकिन मैं आपको एक बात बताऊं आपके जेनरेशन की यही बात मुझे सबसे ज्यादा पसंद है वेन इट कम्स टू एक्टिंग वेदर इट कम्स टू सिंगिंग आई थिंक ऑल ऑफ यू यू आर फियर्सली कंपेटेटिव एंड यू शुड बी बिकॉज यू आर वाइंग फॉर द सेम रोल्स लेकिन देर इज अ ब्यूटिफुल थ्रेड ऑफ फ्रेंडशिप दैट आई सी देर इज सपोर्ट एक अगर कुछ करता है तो दूसरा इमीजिएटली सोशल मीडिया पर उनको सपोर्ट करता है उनके बारे में यू नो यू स्प्रेड द वर्ड which i think is absolutely phenomenal which speaks a lot about how you're confident in your own self right ab aapko gana gaaye bina hum aapko jaane to nahi denge but usse pehle hum apna hit of the hour sunwane se pehle jaldi se let me ask about your musical influences pavandeep tell me jab aap ga rahe the gaon mein ga rahe the to koi ek aisa singer jisne aap par ek aisa impression chhoda ho ki you said yaar mujhe to singer hi banna hai main bachpan se musician hu 2.5 saal ki umar se main tabla play kar raha hu to pehle main tabla dholak bajata tha बाद में ट्वेल्थ क्लास के बाद मैंने बैंड हम लोगों ने बनाया फॉर्म किया जो चंडीगढ़ में था उसमें मैं सिंगर बन गया वैसे प्रैक्टिस करते करते बहुत सारे सिंगर सुने इतने उस्तादों को सुना और सभी लोगों को सुनने के बाद मैंने कॉपी करना स्टार्ट कर दिया गानों को तो मैं गाने कॉपी कर लेता था और वो इतने सारे कॉपी कर लिए तीन चार हजार गाने की मैं सिंगर बन गया क्योंकि उसमें बहुत सारी चीज़ें होती है ना खान साहब का गाना है उस्ताद नुसरत फतली खान साहब लता जी शुरदा इन लोगों के गानों में लेसन है एक इस तरह से गानों को गाया जाता है क्या आपको वैसे गाने ज्यादा पसंद है जिसमें कोई मैसेज हो हाँ बिल्कुल पसंद है हर प्रकार का गाना पसंद है क्योंकि हम लोग तो सिंगर हैं जिस सिचुएशन का गाना मिलेगा वो हम लोग बहुत उसको अच्छे से निभाने की कोशिश करते हैं तो गाना कोई भी हो क्योंकि उसमें हर गाने में एक लिरिक्स होता है ना जो कि गाने को मतलब देता है एक तो हर गाने का एक मीनिंग होता है तो मेरे को लगता है की जिसका मीनिंग आपके दिल को छू जाए नहीं मुझे सारा ही पसंद है दिल को छूने वाली बात है कि लव सॉन्ग्स हो गए सॉन्ग देशभक्ति गाने अलग अलग जानराज हैं तो मैं कोशिश करता हूँ कि सब में गाऊँ बिल्कुल नाउ आई हैव टू प्ले द हिट ऑफ द आर अरुणिता जल्दी से मैं आपको यही पूछूंगी कि ग्रोइंग अप हु वाज योर इन्फ्लुएंस वॉज देर वन आइडल मेनी पीपल एक्चुअली uh, मेरी मम्मी की फैमिली में सभी लोग गाते हैं hmm. बिल्कुल आप अगर बंगाली हो तो सभी लोग गाते होंगे डिफॉल्ट सेटिंग ऐसा ही है आई नो तो मम्मी को बचपन से जब से मैं पैदा हुई हूँ शायद तभी से मम्मी को देख रही हूँ गाते हुए और तभी से ऐसा इंटरेस्ट चालू हो गया कि म्यूजिक में कुछ करना है 
Fantastic. Let me pick it up with uh, Shanmukha. You know, let's continue the conversation. So, Shanmukha, growing up, I can clearly tell from your voice that you have a jazz kind of an influence background. Call it what you will. So, who are your influences? Who are well, your idols? Uh, my mom and dad both are musicians. So, hmm. since childhood, I've been, uh, I mean, learning music from both my mom and dad. And hmm. my foundation is a Carnatic classical music. I didn't learn any uh, Western kind of music. I've only learned Carnatic classical, and I'm still learning from my mom and dad. So, I think my inspiration is definitely my mom and dad. Definitely, mom and dad. Nihal, what about you? So, my dad choir master the. So, the he's also a writer, composer. Sab karte hai wo. Ha to, jab wo ghar mein practice sab kar rahe the, to unko dek dek ke maine music sikha tha. So. ही इज़ माई फर्स्ट टीचर और इज़ माई इंस्परेशन और उसके बाद बहुत सारे बॉलीवुड में या वर्ल्ड वाइड ग्लोबल तो अगर डैड सब करते हैं तो सब कुछ छोड़ के आपने म्यूजिक ही क्यों उनका दोनों जगह पे आप जाके देख सकते हैं द मैग्निफिसेंट फोर रीलोडेड ऑन सैटरडे एट इंडिगो एदर इन लंडन ऑन संडे डिमोनफेड हॉल इन लेस्टर योर हॉटलाइन टू बुक देर टिकट इफ यू हैव डन सो ऑलरेडी विडियो रामा ओटू ओ एट मैजिक जो लोग आपको देखने आएंगे वीकेंड पे उनके लिए वॉट कैन योर फैंस एक्सपेक्ट दिस टाइम इस टाइम क्या कुछ नया धमाकेदार आप करने वाले देखिए अभी पिछली बार बहुत सारे सॉन्ग्स हुए थे उनमें से तो होंगे ही बट इस टाइम नया हम कुछ अलग करने वाले हैं अलग क्या आप लोग ने देखा ही होगा ओबी टी में इंस्ट्रूमेंट के साथ भी करेंगे बाकी सरप्राइज है और ऐसे यहाँ पे नहीं बता सकते मेरे को ऐसा लगता है कि स्टेज पे आके सब लोग सुने तो ज्यादा उसको हम लोग ज्यादा अच्छे से कर पाए एब्सोल्यूटली हम चाहते भी नहीं है कि आप सब कुछ सारे राज यहीं पे <laughs> लेकिन एक चीज अगर मैंने आपको गाने को नहीं कहा ना तब मेरी तो बहुत बिटाई होगी बाद में आई नो दैट सो वी वुड लव टू हेयर यू सिंग फ्यू लाइन्स फ्रॉम मे बी योर फेवरेट सॉन्ग लेट स्टार्ट विथ यू पवनदीप जलाया है तब जाके कहीं हमने सर पे ये केसरी रंग सजाया है ए मेरी जमी अफसोस नहीं जो तेरे लिए सौ दर्द सहे महफूज रहे तेरी आन सदा चाहे जान मेरी रहे न रहे मेरी जमी महबूब मेरी मेरी नस नस में तेरा इश्क बहे फीकाना पड़े कभी रंग तेरा जिसमों से निकल के खून कहे तेरी मिट्टी में मिल जावा गुल बन के मैं खिल जावा इतनी सी है दिल की आरजू बहुत खूब जितनी बार मैंने ये गाना रेडियो पे बजाया है जब से आपने इसे गाया है ना एवरीबडी स्टोल मी दट पवनदीप रेंडेशन इज जस्ट एज गुड रॉन्ग टे खड़े कर देने वाला थैंक यू अरुणिता इज योर टर्न नाउ
आज जाने की जिद ना करो आज जाने की जिद ना करो यूं ही पहनू में बैठे रहो जाने की जिद ना करो हाय मर जाएंगे हम तो लुट जाएंगे ऐसी बातें किया ना करो आज जाने करो बहुत खूब इस आवाज को सुनने के बाद जाने की जिद तो कोई कर ही नहीं सकता अब नेक्स्ट वीव गॉट शनमुखा ऑफकोर्स शनमुखा योर टर्न तू बोले ग्लास आधा खाली मैं बोलू आधा भरा मैं बोलू कितना सारा तू बोले जरा जरा मैं बोलू दिन है तो तू बोले रात नहीं बात तो वही है ना बस वही बात नहीं बात तो है बस यही के मेरी बात बस जाने तू जाने तू है जानना माने तू माने तू या जाने तू जाने तू या जानना ओ ओ माने Phenomenal. Thank you. Three distinct voices so far, and now of course Nihal. Meri bechaniyo ko chhan mil jaye, tera chhara jab nazar aaye. तेरा चेहरा जब नजर आए मेरे दीवान पंखो सब्र मिल जाए तेरा चेहरा जब नजर आए जिक्र तुम्हारा जब जब होता है देखो नाखों से भीगा भीगा प्यार बह जाता है 
Absolutely fantastic. See, there's a reason why the four of you are called the Magnificent Four. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much that you have come here. Thank you so much. इतने सारे जो listeners पूछ रहे हैं कि भाई क्या गाएंगे क्या होने वाला है कब आएंगे studio में all those questions answered. <laughs> I was uh, in conversation with Pavandeep Rajan, Arunita Ganjilal, Shan Mukhapriya, and Nihal Taro, the Magnificent Four, reloaded, and they're here to entertain you this weekend. Thank you all so much. Thank, Thank, you. You. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, there you go. You heard it on the UK's biggest Asian mix, Sunrise Radio. You can catch Shabnam Sahi, the ultimate storyteller, weekdays 9 a.m. to 12 noon. The Bhangra Showdown with Amit Channa. It's been a while since I've done this, so even for me, it's been a bit of a struggle to remember how to make the kind of Insta Live and the on-air work. But we've managed to make it work. And the wonderful, the brilliant, the very talented Nimi Harris Gama joins me all the way from Sri Lanka. Where are you? I'm in Colombo right now. Wow. Now listen. I just had a conversation with you off air, and you were like, "I'm really worried. This is getting a bit nervous. I don't know what I'm going to say." I know you to be a wonderfully confident speaker, Nimi, and we're just going to have a chat. Aww. First and foremost, thank you so much for joining me on air. I know we've been trying to do this for a couple of weeks, and secondly, congratulations on the huge success, the continued success of ITV's Good Karma Hospital. Thank you, thank you. It's loads of fun to make. So. It's nice to hear that. Well, let's talk about it because it is a great gig, isn't it? I mean, come on, like, where do you, you get to shoot that out in Sri Lanka, right? Uh, we shoot just uh, out of Colombo in a place called Unawatana. Okay. Um, which is by the beach. Which is yeah, it's very nice. <laughs> And how long do you spend out there shooting each season? Uh, about three months. Three months. Stuck in a hotel. Yeah. Stuck in a hotel in Sri Lanka. That, that, well, those it, they don't go together. Those words don't go together. <laughs> I say stuck because this time we actually had a lockdown yeah. while we were filming, and so we were literally stuck in the hotel, and we could go to set, and that was it. So it was, it was pretty crazy. It was, pre um, yeah, I guess it's a harder experience this time round. But I know what I love about this show, apart from obviously what it does and 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 its content, is that it's got such a great sterling cast uh, from the UK, from India, and as well as of course Sri Lanka as well. But it also uses a lot of British Asian actors from here that get brought out there to kind of be part of guest uh, roles or recurring roles as well. I mean, how is that for you in a show that's so successful to see either familiar faces? Or at least British Asian actors being championed in such a big ITV show. It's honestly, I'm not just saying it. It's fantastic. And I remember in the first series, we didn't know what was going on. It was all new, and all these actors sort of turned up, and I knew them all because we'd done like theatre together. We'd been in Tamasha, Carly, you know, all those sort of theatre companies. It was like having family over. Yeah. And I'm like showing them around. It is <laughs> nice to have that. I, though. I come from Sri Lanka. Exactly. Yeah, it really is nice. And um, this year we had um, actors that you know I didn't know so well, but who'd worked with people that I'd worked with, mm -hmm. like Chetna Pandi and um, Vikash Bai, Jeff Merza. So it was really great. And even though I say we were stuck in this hotel, it was like a big family of all the sort of regulars with the supporting and. We would do, we'd have this routine going where you know we sort of have breakfast together on one long massive table. Nobody sort of sat away, and uh, then we'd go into the 
You know what? I just, I feel like for me, that's a recipe of disaster. A, you're in a foreign country on a jolly. You've got a room full of British South Asian actors, right? <laughs> Supposedly isolating and making sure they had to go. That sounds like a, a recipe for disaster if I was there. That's probably why they've never asked me. They're like, nah, we're not bringing him. We know. Well, you should come. I don't know why you're not on it. You should be a regular on it. We no, I, it, it is a great show. And as I said to you on, on WhatsApp the other day, I watched the fabulous episode about uh, a couple of kind of uh, entertainers or clowns, as it were, that came to the hospital to try and kind of nurture one of the young girls that were a little bit introverted for whatever reason um, and the, uh, both of those actors were phenomenal as well one of which who is uh, the star of Life of Pi in the West End right now as well Hiran I mean it is a joy to watch and to see that many brown faces in one show is actually brilliant and I think ITV deserve all the success that they're getting for that and all of you guys involved let's talk a little bit about you now as well because as you said you're originally from Sri Lanka and you came over to the UK to study drama is that right? No, I came, we moved to Sri Lanka when I was four. Okay. Um, and it was a part of the reason, you know, was because my dad singing leaves my mum's panel and they just felt, you know, I'd get a better chance in England. And so that's when we moved. Um, and then I was there forever. Oh, right. <laughs> it's only recently, kind of, uh, because of good karma, we ended up back here. Um, and we're sort of back and forth. My husband's American. Right. Um, American Tamil. Right. Um, I hasten to add. <laughs> get cross with me. Um, and so we're kind of either there or if I have work, I'm in England or here. But because of COVID, we've kind of ended up being here for longer. Yeah. And then um, since I've known you, you've been back and forth quite a bit because we worked on a play together that you wrote brilliantly, yeah, by the way. Amazing. And I think it's a, a fabulous Thank play you. and I still feel like it's got legs and needs to be staged. It was a great play to be part of. And a well, wonderful... Well, well, fingers crossed. Oh, because, good. Um, you know, I'm in talks with Pooja. She's creative director of... Uh, artistic director at Martian now, which right. is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so we're having little chats. So let's see. Good. Watch this space. Good. That, well, that brings me yeah, to my you next... You watch the face. Yes, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Uh, that brings me to my next question, because, look, I mean, we've had constant conversations, our community of actors constantly about representation of British South Asians on stages in the UK, on TV and film, etc., etc. But within that is a community that you come from, which is even further underrepresented as being Sri Lankan. Why do you think that is? There doesn't seem to be... I mean, the pool has got a little bit wider now, but there doesn't seem to be a lot of people from Sri Lankan backgrounds that are involved in the arts certainly in the UK but I know Sri Lanka is very rich with the arts right? Um, there's a big film community here mm -hmm. and uh, there's a big sort of theatre everything but also in England there's, there is there are more and more young Sri Lankan actors coming up but in sort of my age group mm -hmm. um, you know you've got Sushita Jaisundra you've got Tony Jai Ordena, you've got loads that I can't now think off the top of my head yeah. but there are there are quite a lot. Yeah. Just, um, I think we're not known as Sri Lankan. I think you end up being sort of known in the South Asian sort of theatre pool. Yeah. Um, Actor yeah. I think um, what I was saying, I think the, the, the talent is there, but what I'm saying in terms of stories that we see on, they are generally yeah. kind of North Indian or Gujarati or Punjabi or uh, Muslim backgrounds or whatever it might be, Pakistani, but there is very few stories about the Sri Lanka community that we get to see on our tellies or, or on the stages. Why, why do you think that is? Are there, are there, uh, is there a lack of kind of writers to make the content for, for those Sri Lankan stories? 
Um, well, one thing is, you know, let's get my play out there, guys. <laughs> it is about. A... <laughs> I mean, you said it, so I'm just gonna like plug that. Yeah, of course. Um, um, and it, you know, it is an issue that needs to be dealt with. And I honestly don't know why there isn't. I think obviously you know that there was an ethnic very there is an ongoing sort of not a war right now, but an ethnic conflict in yeah. that the you know the. You know, it's hard to get sort of political, but it's sort of unstable, shaky, and that kind of gets transferred when, you know, our people go abroad. Yeah. Um, and so I haven't seen many stories, um, and I know there are some amazing writers and filmmakers, um, but I know that when they do have been making films, they've been coming back here. I work with a fantastic uh, channel uh female director, writer called Subhasiva Kumaran. Um, and I was in her short film, which was to do, you know, with the conflict at the time that was in, in 2011. But she went on to make a feature, um, which was uh, fantastic. And um, I mean, I don't know, as you know, I was in Funny Boy, uh, which is also, it's a book written by Shyam Selvadurai, who's a Sri Lankan Tamil Sinhalese writer who wrote about his experience of being growing up gay in this country and then experiencing the 83 riots. Yeah. Um, and you can see that on Netflix. Um, and that was directed by Deepa Mehta. And um, slowly, slowly, there are, you know, shows coming up. Um, mm -hmm. I recently auditioned for a, uh, a part in, in a show called Little America. Right. Uh, which is an anthology about different uh, groups of immigrants. And this particular TV series episode was about Sinhalese immigrants. I didn't get the job. Oh. Um, but I was really happy. To, and I spoke in, I was like, who else is going to speak in Sinhalese who has a work permit? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but that's rude because obviously there's loads of talented, you know, actors out there. Um but, uh, yeah, I was really happy to see that that was happening too. Yeah. So it's slowly, slowly happening. And I think also it's about us as immigrants seeing ourselves on the screen for the first time and wanting it to be perfect. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's a lot of pressure because it's not going to be perfect. It's, it's, it's one person's view of it. And it also depends so on who's. Of... It also depends on who's making it as well, because if the right people are making yeah. it with a with a with a with a lived experience rather than an observed one, it will be a bit more authentic, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. So listen, yeah. we've just you just mentioned Funny Boy. Oh, hello, hello. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, I've lost you from my Instagram, yeah. though. I've got you, but my Instagram oh, no. seems to have died for some reason. That's not good. Lost me from my Instagram. Oh, never mind. Hold on. Let me just. Um... Let me try and... Uh, can I re-get back on it? I'm not sure if it's you or me. I think my iPad just died. So don't worry about it. Let's just carry on having our conversation. Oh. Uh, because what I okay. wanted to talk about very, very quickly is a funny boy. You mentioned there, a Deepa Mehta film that was selected for an Oscar uh, foreign film. I mean, uh, you've now gone on to start to produce and develop your own content as well right now. Yes, I have. I've just recently written co-written um, a film with Philip John, who um, a director who was who I met on uh, Good Karma Hospital, right. and it's a sort of South Indian British collaboration, uh, which is really exciting because uh, I have been writing for a few years now, and it's about time that <laughs> something produced. So that was really interesting. It's a, it's a film based on a book that's been written by uh, Murari Tamari, who's a who's an Indian author. It's called The Arrangements of Love. That's the name of the book. 
Wow. And that's phenomenal development, man, for, you know, because as you know, particularly for us in the UK here, a lot of creative people, particularly actors, are now moving towards writing. Uh, mainly it starts off writing for themselves to create work for themselves, but end up probably writing themselves out of a job, but making it a bigger, bigger kind of picture. And I think it's phenomenal that more and more creative people from our heritage are now making work uh, for themselves and Thank for other self yeah. well. So congratulations I mean, on that. Thanks. But, you know, I've been writing for myself uh, for about 10 years now. Yeah. I started with Auntie Netta. The master were amazingly, amazingly supportive for that. Christine answered her. Um, and they, they took they took the one-woman show to Edinburgh. And then I went on to write My Homemade Kite, um, which Carly took on. Oh, it's gone. Yeah, has it gone completely? Don't worry, it's fine. Let's just. It's gone completely. Don't worry, don't yeah. worry. It, it, it's some things that we can't control, unfortunately, with live radio, and that is one of them, I guess. Uh, but oh, yes. you're back. Oh, so am I? You put me on to. Yeah, because I've just joined you, but that's really weird. Never mind. Never mind at all. Yeah. You know what, Nimi? Okay. I, it's been an absolute pleasure to catch up with you. Congratulations on all the excess with, uh, success with uh, Good Karma Hospital. Long may Thank it continue. Is there you. something else in the pipeline that you could tell us about that we're looking forward to seeing you in? Is there more Good Karma coming up? I can't say anything <laughs> about Good Karma. <laughs> 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 but, um,. So, I mean, there's something that I, you know, I'll be in England in May, right. maybe. Okay. So, you know, for something. So let's see. Well, we, we look forward to it. Nimi, it's been an absolute pleasure catching up with you. Sorry about the gremlins of the Insta Live. I was really enjoying seeing you while we were having a chat, but maybe we'll do oh, it again. you too. Maybe we'll do it again when you're in England in May. Fingers crossed. Come into the studio and we'll have a proper chat. That'd be amazing. Excellent. Oh, All the very amazing. best. Good luck with the rest of the series of Good Karma and everything else that we're doing. And I hope, fingers crossed, that your play gets commissioned and it gets put on around the stages of the country as well because it deserves it. Oh, thanks, Nimi. And you better be in it. I hope so. Take care, Nimi. All the very yeah. best. See you later. Take Lots of love. Bye. Join Amit Channa every Saturday from 4 pm for the Bangla Showdown, playing you the finest in Punjabi and Bangla music from the past, present, and future. Hello, this is Sonia Datta from Drive Time on Sunrise. I'm on your radio every Monday to Friday from 4 pm. When you apply for a new job, some of the key things that employers will want to see from you is A. Academic credits, relevant to the role that you're applying for, qualifications, grades and certificates and all that kind of stuff, and B. Experience in the sort of work that you're applying for. It's the same in everyday life, I think. When we meet new people, we look for things that we might have in common with them. Our compatibility will determine how well we get on and whether we enjoy the time that we spend in their presence. When we're little kids, we'll have different requirements than we would as teenagers. And as life goes on and our list of life experiences grow, what we look for in other people will usually change accordingly. I consider myself as someone who's lived through enough life experiences to be able to offer support or at least empathy to someone else who's going through a tough time. But do you know what I consider to be even more important these days? Something I love to see in other people because I know that it is true of me? Signs that a person has really learned from their experiences and made changes to their life, to their lifestyle. They've changed habits and routines for the better and know what suits them best. To see that they've made a conscious effort to increase the quality of their life. Not mostly to accommodate other people, but more for themselves whilst considering others too. How comfortable are they with who they have become? Have they taken the time to have that really crucial life-changing conversation with themselves to identify areas that need improvement? 
How did they know that these were the areas that needed working on? Was it because perhaps they finally listened to some other people around them who had been telling them for years about their personality disorder or an anger issue or whatever else it might be? Or did they realise one day that they've been holding themselves back from achieving their life goals with negative self-talk? Too many people suffer daily because they themselves make it impossible to move on to a better path. They're so used to telling themselves that they will never achieve this or that or that they just haven't got what it takes. And some people are sure that they've got what it takes, but subconsciously put all their efforts and all their energy into being too fierce and fiery, causing a spiritual resistance. And they're just not relaxed enough to help draw the good things to them. If and when you reach the point in life where you suddenly realize that there are some things that you've been doing wrong for many, many years and you have the courage to humbly accept this and then you embark on a mission to put things right, you're ready to get rid of all the baggage that you've been hoarding for many years so you can now move forward with more confidence and assurity. That's the kind of person I'm talking about. The kind of person who's on a clear path where the only things that they see ahead of them are new and exciting opportunities in the future, not missed opportunities or residual pain from the past. It doesn't matter to me whether the person in question has already transformed their life. I mean, great if they have, but as long as they have started the journey, it's all good. Because once you reach that point where you begin your journey, there's no looking back. Being in stage one of this transformational period in life is where it all begins. Trust me, getting to this initial stage takes a lot of both experiences and guts and fire in the belly for a more fruitful, successful and happier life. This is just the beginning to becoming the best version of you. It's here at this point that you begin to know who you really are. You're on the right track to soon being able to stand in front of the mirror and actually say to the person looking back at you, I really like who you are. In fact, I love you for having gone through everything that you've gone through in life and still coming out stronger and shining brighter than ever. For all the positive changes you've made and continue to make that are benefiting both you and others around you. You begin to not only accept and like who you are, but you also start to understand better what you actually like or prefer in other people and in other things and activities. You start to see how important it is to put yourself first in a good way. You start to realize that it's okay to say no if something doesn't suit you and to say yes only when you really mean it. You begin to consider carefully whether what you're about to do next is actually going to benefit you in any way at all. Or will it just leave you feeling negative and frustrated? And if it will leave you feeling negative and frustrated, how important is it that you let yourself go through that? Why is it even an option? Are you doing it for someone else because maybe they're going through a tough time and you think that you should be there for them? It's all very well doing a good deed. But at this stage in your life, you'll be able to pause and ask yourself, not if you think that you should be there for them, but if you want to be there for them. Because remember, not everyone deserves your support at the drop of a hat. It may sound harsh, but it is true. Some people create unnecessary drama to keep the attention on them. They might be afraid that you'll otherwise forget about them and just move on with your own life. So every now and again, they try to reel you back in, unaware or oblivious to what they're doing to you in the process. Some people are hypochondriacs. 
constantly in fear of what's going wrong with their health, even when nothing is wrong at all, so they might call upon you to comfort them. Some people will behave as though they're taking on board everything that you're saying to them, but the very next day they'll go straight back to their self-damaging ways and you'll want to cry for the amount of time and effort you gave that person to try and make them see some sort of sense. And some people are genuinely in need of a shoulder to lean on and an empathetic ear. And although it can be easy to misjudge, by the time you get to this transformational stage in your life, you'll be able to decide for yourself, without too much effort, who is more deserving of your time and effort. You'll be able to see it a mile away and plan your response the way that is right for you. I, for one, have spent endless hours guiding individuals who are so stuck in their ways that even though their way is tearing them apart, they're so in tune with that that they feel uncomfortable being any other way. I've learned which people do this and I give them time accordingly. You start to know better how you can be there for others in need, but at the same time keep yourself from becoming too attached and too affected by their problems. This is key for your own mental, physical and emotional health. A good balance is so, so important. You start to understand the value of every single second, every minute. Too much time with the wrong people who unnecessarily drain your energy with their drama can be dangerous for you. Remember that. But being there at the right time for people who genuinely need you can be a positive, life-changing experience that neither of you will ever forget. I believe this transformational process is an important milestone in any person's life. I know for sure that it wasn't until I reached this point that I actually started to see life in the way that it was always meant to be. Suddenly it was like the fog had been lifted and I could see clearly now. And it's because this is where I am today that I am more comfortable spending more time with people who are on a similar journey. You will always attract to you, or be comfortable hanging on to, the kind of energy that you put out. Whether you agree with this or not will not change the fact that, well, it's a proven scientific fact. So I guess the moral of this episode is that there must come a time in life when we say, OK, enough's enough, I've had my fair share of challenges and met some interesting people along the way, but now it's time to start letting go of what no longer serves me and focus on what will serve me from this day forward. A good way to start is by analysing your experiences. And if you're not sure how to go about doing that, I'll share my technique with you in another episode. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, it's okay to say no where you don't feel comfortable, but it's also important to say yes when something feels right to you, regardless of what others might think. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Be well, and I look forward to connecting with you on the next one. The lady with an infectious laugh. You know who it is. Sonia Dutta, Monday to Friday, between 4pm and 7pm, to keep you smiling. It's the Love Lounge with the Love Doctor. It's me, Amit Soda. And right now, it is time for Flirty at 8.30. Let's do this. Calling all singles. Are you ready to get flirty at 8.30? Message the studio now and let the Love Doctor of Sunrise help you find love.
I'm about to help someone find love right now, and let's get them on the phone. All right, Amir, are you there? Can you hear me? I am a bit. How are you? I'm good. I love your sense of humor, by the way. He's been sending me some very, very fun messages here on WhatsApp in the studio. Anyway, How welcome. Yeah, welcome to the show, man. It's a pleasure to have you on. So, listen, um, this is Flirty at 8.30. It is a lot less painful than it sounds. Um, but you have volunteered today, and this is just an opportunity to find out a little bit more about you. And who knows, by uh, putting yourself out there, who knows who could be listening, right? Who knows? Definitely. Your special someone could be listening right now. And who knows? We could have potentially the first ever sunrise wedding. Well, th- that's always my goal anyway. But let's do this. So first things first, tell us about you. Where are you from? And what do you do? I'm from London. Um, I am a doctor by profession, but also got a law degree. So I do medical legal work. Uh, quite athletic. I play squash, go to the gym, like travelling. Well, I mean, that's not bad. Hang on a minute. You you went pretty fast there. So hang on a minute. You you qualified in medicine and in law as well. I am, yeah. Wow, that's impressive, mate. That's a, that's a serious, seriously big brain you must have there. All right, cool. Now, you don't have to, by the way, you don't have to tell us your exact age, but approximately what age are you and what age of someone are you looking to meet? Alrighty, cool, sounds good. Alright, so listen, I'm going to just ask you a few very simple questions um, just to get to know a bit more about you and this is your chance to shine and just get flirty and just kind of like, you know, like I said, never, you never know who's listening and who could hear this and maybe want to kind of connect with you, okay? So, sure. uh, my first question to you is very simple. How would your best friends describe you? What words would they use? How would they say that you are... Oh, God. Uh, depends who you ask. Uh, <laughs> uh, I love that. Uh, I think they would say I was loyal, um, a perfectionist, uh, and dedicated to my call. Uh, dedicated to his job but now you see this is an important question though right of course if you're in a relationship as well there is always some compromise as well so you're ready to make those compromises for that special someone oh indeed yeah I think you know I tell this to friends of mine who are in relationships it's all about compromises so I would have to practice what I preach oh absolutely my friend well listen what's the one main thing that you hope for in a partner like what's the one big and I'm not just talking like you know the the usual stuff sense of humour yada yada I'm talking about the real stuff the like what is one quality one main thing that you're looking for in your partner I would say loyalty and exclusivity Loyalty and exclusivity. What do you mean by that? Define that for us. Well, you know, previously people have said, oh, yes, you know, we're in a relationship, blah, blah, blah. But then behind your back, they're calling other people and stuff. So I think I would want somebody who would be willing to commit. Okay, fair. No, I think that's a very, I think that's a very, very reasonable ask, actually. So, um, so yeah, I think I don't think that's many. I think that's a given almost. So you don't have to worry too I much about so. that. Yeah, I think it is. Oh, you'll be surprised how many people uh, do compromise on that. Well, okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, of course, there are people out there like that. There's always going to be people out there like like that. But I, I think as part and parcel of a relationship, there is like it is a given kind of thing in a way. But we'll come back to that in a second. Actually, what makes you different from other guys? Like, what? And I, I know you obviously have a very big brain. You, you genuinely, obviously, are very educated. But you've obviously got a good sense of humor as well. But what makes you stand out from other guys? Like, why for the women out there? Why should they choose you? Like, what really makes you? Unique. I think that's a difficult question. Um, I think I uh, I do have a weird sense of humour, so I think that does break the ice with a lot of people. 
And yeah, I could tell by the by the comments you were sending me earlier. I could tell <laughs> talking about white weddings and me being your bride bridesmaid and all sorts. Oh hell yeah! I mean, but keep that private. That's for our book. <laughs> yeah. But I think I'm quite approachable, so it, you know, it doesn't matter what sort of spectrum you come from. I'm quite amenable. So I'm quite approachable. I make people feel at ease. You make uh, people think, feel at ease. I love that. I think yeah. that's good. So I think people are quite comfortable around it. So I think that that's the most positive thing I can put out there. I, I think that's a very beautiful thing that you just said. You make p- people feel at ease. I love that. That's a very, very special quality to have. All right. So we all know that you are a doctor, lawyer. Um, can I ask you a question though? Are you? Would you say you're musically inclined? And, but even if you're not, if you were, if you met someone through Sunrise today, and you happened to serenade them, what would you serenade them with? Would it be a Bollywood song? Would it be an English song? What would it be? What would you serenade them with? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think there are several Bollywood songs which would fit the bill, but um, I don't know. I'm quite partial to George Michael, Michael Jackson. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Any any particular think, song that you can think of? Oh God, um, George Michael, I'm your man. <laughs> well, that's a given. I think that's an absolute given. I love that. I love that. Um, uh, and last but not least, um, what would what would a woman need to do to win over your heart? Um, I think she'd have to have a good sense of humour, uh, be approachable. And when I say educated, not necessarily paper qualifications, I think just worldly wise. And so she can hold a decent level of conversation. Educated, hold a decent level of conversation. I think that's, that's pretty straightforward as well. Is there anything like... Like meaty, and I'm not talking physically meaty. I'm just talking about like one thing particularly that you know would really grab your attention. You know, like um, I don't know, like for example, perhaps you like you know girls with long hair, or it's a specific personality type. Someone who's very cheeky has that banter. What is it? I, I think the banter is quite important, uh, definitely. Uh, I think that comes hand in hand with a sense of human sort of being understanding of each other. And I think the most imperative thing for me would be the mental connection. I'd have to connect with somebody mentally. Uh, absolutely mental connection is above all the most important thing to me always as well so let's do a quick recap right so here we have Amir he's from London um, his best friends would describe him as a bit of a loyal character perfectionist but very dedicated to his craft and what he does um, the one thing that he hopes most for in a partner is someone who is loyal uh, what makes him different is he's, that he is very approachable and that he makes people feel comfortable at ease in his presence um, that if he was going to serenade you he would do it with some George Michael I'm your man and last but not least the woman he's looking for that would need to need the qualities that she would need to have to win over his heart uh, they would need to be kind of educated maybe like not paper educated but be able to hold an intellectual conversation intellectually stimulate you have that banter and be of the approximate age of sort of mid 30s does that sum it all up would you reckon it would. I mean, I'm flexible on the age, so, you know, um, and I'm quite flexible from whichever planet they come from as well. Yeah, oh, I, I agree, you know, definitely. I think, you know, we, should, we shouldn't, we should you know, kind of restrict ourselves there from, you know, particular species to species. It should be anyone. Indeed. Yeah, I mean, oh, love yeah, can come in a canine format as well, of course, as well. So, yeah. Exactly. I, I love that. I love that final sentiment. She can n- not necessarily have to be from Earth. I think that's probably the, the uh, one thing that has come of this. So, I love that. Uh, well, I mean, it's Valentine's Day tomorrow. 
And if you were, last question, I'm going to throw in an extra bonus question. If you were with your special someone, what would you do with them tomorrow? Would have a nice romantic dinner in Paris. Oh, I love that romantic and dinner. She's, she's paying, obviously. And she's what? And she's paying. Oh, she's paying. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's equal rights. You know, it is. Right and everything. Yep, we live in a day, a day and age of equality. I love that. So, dinner in Paris on her. So, there you go, ladies. If you want me to connect you with Amir, drop me a WhatsApp in the studio 07925 700 272. Who knows? We could have some sparks flying tonight. But, Amir, I just want to say, mate, you've been an absolute incredible sport for coming on today and getting Thanks flirty at 8 30. We're going to add this to the podcast as well. So, if anyone listens to it later on, they could also get in touch. And who knows? what could happen but you sound like an absolute top guy to me to the point where I would consider marrying you as well oh hell yeah I'm available you've got my number <laughs> I think I'll be going to Paris with you anyway as well right so ladies and gentlemen there you go you've been listening to Flirty at 8.30 I'm here one more time just want to say a massive thank you for joining me you are an absolute superstar no, thank you for having me. Uh, <laughs> that was, look out for that new hat. Oh, definitely. That was Flirty at 8.30. Stay on the line. Don't go anywhere. If you're single and happy to get flirty at 8.30, let the love doctor help you find love. Get involved for next time. Drop us a WhatsApp in the studio. 07-925-700-272. That is, of course, Flirty at 8.30. Well done, my friend. It is time for the couples challenge. It's time for the couples game. How well do you know your partner? How well indeed. I want to say a huge welcome to Manisha and Jonathan. How are you guys doing? We're good, thanks, Amit. How are you? Very well indeed. Jonathan, are you there? You're a little bit quiet. I just want to make sure you're okay. Like you, you're not no, too. No, yeah, you're not too shell shocked by this, are you? Uh, no. well, no, not really. I'm, I'm just used to talking seconds. <laughs> I love it. I love it, my friend. Well, listen, uh, before we go any further, uh, please introduce yourselves. Tell us about you guys. How long have you been together? How long have you been married? Um, what do you do, Manisha, Jonathan, as well? Give it. Give us the lowdown. Johnny, should I go? Okay. So uh, we've been together for about 16, 15 years, married for about 14 years, I think. Wow. Um, we met at work and uh, we have uh, twin girls who are age 10. Wow, twin girls age 10. How cool is that? By the way, uh, you've, you've been together for, did you say 16, 17 years? Yeah. So what, what's, what's... Too long, Amit. Too long. Oh, please. Whatever. You sound like a very happily married couple. What's the secret, actually, to a healthy, loving relationship? Well, I'll get Jonathan to answer that because I know how happy, uh, how happy he is. <laughs> She's testing you, mate. Quick. Be careful. Be careful. Uh... I think respecting each other, that's be serious for a second, yeah. Yeah. And letting each other live their own lives to a point. Of course. That, it's I, compromising as well, isn't it? Because marriage is about compromise. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think well said. Here, here. Well, tomorrow is Valentine's Day, by the way, as well. Do you guys celebrate Valentine's or not? And if you are, have you done something already or are you planning to? We don't really celebrate Valentine's Day. Um, we used to. We used to, yeah, when, when we were obviously first married. But oh, uh, to me, Amit, the way that I see it is it's not how somebody treats you one day of the year. It's about how they treat well, you the remaining yeah. 364 days of the year. <laughs> Jonathan, is that what this Well, I, I, the only thing I would say is it's, it's like Valentine's Day every day for Manisha anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Do you spoil her that much, eh? 
<laughs> I love it. I love it. Now, that's the, that's the words of a smooth man right there. He's a smooth criminal with his words. Um, right. OK, you two. Listen, uh, Manisha, uh, Jonathan, let me explain the rules of the couple's challenge. OK, so in a moment, one of you is going to be leaving the room. The other one's going to stay behind. And that person, I'm going to ask five questions. And once we've answered them, the other person comes back. And I'm going to ask the second partner those same five questions. And you've got to guess what your partner answered. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. So, obviously, the person who leaves the room has got the hard job. So, who is going to be the one who's going to be doing the guessing after? Who's going to leave the room right now? What do you want to do, Jonathan? Do you want me to go? Uh, I'll go. You go. Okay. All right. Jonathan's going to leave the room. Oh, Jonathan, you're so brave. Right. Okay. Cool. Tell you what, Manisha, tell me when he's out in the room and he cannot hear you. And then I'm going to ask you five well, questions. I actually don't trust him. So, can you shut the door, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Make sure it's closed. He exactly. can't hear you. Get some of those, like, you know, big earphones on him as well. You know, like the, the, the you know, the people who dig holes in the road wear that kind of thing. Yeah. Just to, just yeah, to exactly. make sure, just to be sure. Uh, all right, cool. I assume he's good now. You're good? He's gone, yep. Perfect. Right. So, as I mentioned, Manisha, I'm going to ask you five very simple questions about you. Uh, just give me the best answers you can. Uh, we'll just take it from there, basically. So, question number one. Now, listen, I know you're a nutritionist, so you're probably a really, really healthy person. So, maybe this first question isn't the right one for you, but let me try anyway. Uh, what is your favorite choice of naughty food or go-to snack? When you just have one of those days, one of those moments, what's your binge food? Oh, gosh. Loads. But I think the thing that I would probably want the most is the Tesco cream slice. Tesco cream slice. Okay, yeah, interesting. I love them. That's very specific as well. I wonder if he'll get that one. Okay, cool. I'm gonna write, I'm gonna write that down anyway. Uh, so Tesco cream slice. Uh, question number uh, two. Now tell me a hobby that you have. Sorry, hobby. Wrong word. A habit that you have that your partner, that Jonathan, absolutely hates. Like something you do. Like maybe you hum while you pee. I mean, I could, it could be anything. I don't know. Oh my you could- god, there's so many. But my daughter has come up with something. What was it, Ava? Oh, there's loads. Um, I'm gonna go with. Gosh, I'm gonna go with biting my nails. But, oh, that's a terrible, what terrible habit. Shame on you. Yeah, he doesn't like it at all. Oh, oh, I bet he does. I bet he does. That's one of my, if I had a partner who had a biting nail habit, I'll tell you what, I'd be... Anyway, right, okay, question number three. Um, tell me one thing that's on your bucket list that you absolutely must do. Like, it could be something like, I don't know, swimming with sharks, could be skydiving, could be absolutely anything, but like something on your bucket list that's pretty high up there that you want to do very soon. Live in another country. Okay, live in another country. And do you have any idea of which country that is? Australia. <gasps> really? Wow, I've got lots of friends who are trying to leave Australia at the moment. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, do you know what? Really, it's any hot country because um, I really love the sun and um, it's. Um, yeah. Do you know what? Any hot country, but ideally Australia. Do you know what? As I've got older, I'm on, I'm obviously in my mid-40s now, right? As I've got older, though, I never used to be bothered by the winter at all. Like, I, I am out generally in my shorts and T-shirt, even in this win- in this weather, but I just don't like it anymore. Like, I used to. I didn't like I really want to live in a hot country now as well. So I'm with you on that one. Question number four. What is the best holiday destination that you both have been on together? Oh, gosh. <laughs> um... <laughs> The best holiday that we've both had uh, as a family is um, um, 
Well, we went to Hong Kong and Malaysia, I think it was. Yeah, Hong Kong and Malaysia. Oh, and, that's a, and it was a family holiday, all of you together. Yeah, yeah. Love it, love it. Number five. Final question already. Can you believe it? Uh, tell me a favourite movie of yours that you've seen loads of times that you could just watch over and over again. It could be anything. could be Bollywood, Hollywood or otherwise. Tell me any film that you've watched loads of times and you could probably just watch again and again. Oh, God, this is a tough one, you know, because we actually have posters of our favourite favorite films. Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> and the one that's missing is mine because I couldn't pick a favourite um, I'm going to go with Om Shanti Om, Bollywood film, only because um, we did a dance for that for our wedding and um, it was quite heavily featured in our wedding, um, uh, I mean, our wedding video. So I'm going to go with Om Shanti Om. Nice. Okay, cool. Do you think Jonathan's going to get that? Has he seen it with you as well? Yeah, he's seen it quite a few times. Oh, brilliant. So, yeah. Love it, love it. Okay, cool, there we go. That was pretty harmless, wasn't it? The five questions we've asked you, Manisha. And can I just say, shame on you as a nutritionist going for those cream slices. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> just teasing, just teasing, of course. You should, it's you should balance, see... It's um, it's balance. I know, exactly. You should see my list. Do you know what we had this morning? I've got to tell you this, right? Because you know I'm a vegan, right? So we had um, uh, vegan pancakes, uh, a layer of vegan chocolate spread on top, then banana, another pancake, a layer of vegan chocolate spread, then and more banana, and then another another pancake on top with some more chocolate spread and strawberries and oh my god it was heaven this morning that's divine so good honestly i could i could murder another one right now but anyway i won't <laughs> gotta watch the old uh, midsection anyway right so whenever you're ready call jonathan back in the room okay. and while you do that going to tell the listeners if you want to take part in the couples challenge of course this is how it's done this is what we do and if you ever want to take part in the future drop me a whatsapp 0795 700 272 right uh manisha let me know when jonathan is there yeah, i'm i'm gonna leave the room now jonathan's got the phone oh you can stay in the room anyway that you, you don't have to worry yeah you can stay but whatever happens do not give anything away uh that's the oh, most yeah. important thing right so jonathan i'm going to reveal the answers at the end so basically i asked manisha five questions about herself i'm going to ask you those same five questions you've got to give me the answers you think she gave so question number one i asked manisha to tell me her favorite naughty like kind of go-to snack or binge food that she normally has when she's just in one of those moods what do you think she said she was very specific with this one uh well that, uh, that's quite easy because she'll often tell me to go out and get them <laughs> <laughs> that's true um so it's a cream slice. Nice. Okay, cool. Obviously, like I said, you might be right, you might be wrong. We're going to reveal at the end. Uh, question number two. Now, I asked her to name a bad habit that she has that you absolutely hate. What do you think she said? Uh, Nike. There's loads. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's not that many, Johnny. There's two that spring to mind, but I'm not sure I can say one of them on the radio. <laughs> uh, <laughs> say the other one, then. <laughs> Well, one's uh, trumping and the other one's biting the nails. Uh, what? Trumping? Oh, as in, like, farting? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, just tell everyone, Johnny, why don't you? <laughs> um, he, do you know what, Johnny? You're, you're a man after my own heart. I'm so embarrassing to other people as well, my wife included. She'd be like, if I was here as well, she'd be like, hey, shut up, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he's going to get tough on in a minute. I, I, be, I bet he is. I bet he is. Right, so I tell you what, though, you're going to have to pick one of those, though. So which one are you going with? I'll go with the trumping one. All right, you're going with trumping. Okay, I love the fact you put trumping as well, not even. 
All right, question number three.、Um, can you say one thing that's on Manisha's bucket list? So I asked her to name something on her bucket list. I,、yeah. It could be anything. I said it could be, you know, swimming with sharks, going to a particular country. What do you think she said?、Um, I know this one. She, want, she wants to, and so do I, actually. Go, go and live somewhere hot. <laughs> I love it. I love it.、Uh, you know what? As I get older, mate, I'm with you on this one, I'm telling you. Absolutely 100% with you on that one.、Uh, question、yeah. number 14.、Uh, so, 14, sorry, it's written on my page. It's 14. Question number four.、Uh, the best holiday that you both have been on together, what do you think she said?、Um, we have talked about this as well, funnily enough.、Oh. We're always talking about holidays. But, and we were, we've just come back from holiday and we were talking about our best holiday. And、uh-huh. that was in the. Yeah. Uh, what did you say? Say that again. It was what? Malaysia. Malaysia. All righty. Okay, cool. Now, question number five, the final question as well.、Um, now, she said as well, you're probably going to get this one pretty easily.、Uh, a favorite movie that she's seen lots of times and could watch over and over again. What do you think she said? And it could have been anything Hollywood, Bollywood, or otherwise. <laughs> well, it'll definitely be Bollywood. Because <laughs>、um, that's usually when I leave the room after the <laughs> 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 I love it. I've watched quite a lot, but I can't. Yeah,、um, so she might have helped me out because there's lots, but some of them I don't know what they're called. I have to be honest.、But、the obvious one is the one from our wedding, which、okay. is Tom Tiam. Ah. Oh, by the way, do you, know what, do you know what that song is called by any chance? What does Om Shantyam mean? No, no, the, the, the actual song from that film that you guys had at your wedding. The actual song that we. Is、uh, Om Shantyam. Yeah. <laughs> the, the song's called that, yeah, Om Shantyam. Oh, is it? Okay, cool. Because obviously, one from, there's, that's the title song of the film as well, but there's other songs in there. So you use the title、oh, song yeah, for your wedding. Amit,、uh, funnily enough, I actually just posted this on my stories literally about an hour ago. Oh, did you? Oh, my God. <laughs> Because it was all about the Jonathan show today on my stories. So. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, there we go. We've asked the five questions, okay?、Um, and I'm going to tell you the score while I tot it up. Hold on one second. This is obviously very complex math. It's a very difficult task for me. So just、um, bear with me while I get my high tech drum roll ready as well.、Uh, by the way, though, Jonathan, asking you, how well do you think you did? How many of five do you think you got?、Uh... Well, you know, quite a few, I would think. Wait, you're a very confident man, aren't you?、Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's like, just, yeah, of course I did. All right, so、oh, I've counted and you scored. Are you ready for it? Yeah. Four, out, four and a half out of five. I think that's not bad. I think that's one of our. I think you've matched me and my wife, who've probably got the top score at the moment as well. Four, four and a half out of five.、Um, and let me just tell you and reveal to you which ones were which, like in terms of what you got right and whatnot.、Uh, because I think the Tesco cream slice, you got that one absolutely spot on.、Um, the、uh, second question was a bad habit. You mentioned the trumping and the biting nails, but she actually went with the biting nails. So that's where you get the half a point.、Um, and,、uh, I think that's because she was too embarrassed. Say what it really was. Probably. Well, t- you're, you're probably right there as well. So I tell you what, we're just going to give you the point anyway because you actually did say it. So you're going to get the five out of five, I think, on this one. So you <laughs>、oh, are、yeah. definitely, you are the highest. 
Yeah, you are the highest scoring couple, I think. Uh, question three, the uh, living in a hot country, she said exactly the same thing. Hong Kong and Malaysia, she mentioned. And then last but not least, Om Shanti Om as well. Uh, so there you go, guys. A five out of five. I'm very, very impressed. I mean, that is just, I mean, for that, I mean, Manisha, what are you going to do for Jonathan? He obviously knows you very well. He actually pays attention, unlike some men. So uh, I think he deserves a little something. What do you reckon? I think I'm going to be nice to him now for actually remembering all of this stuff and only quite often. So he won't get out that for about two days now. <laughs> Well, I I'm absolutely love it. I think you guys have done so well. We're going to add this to the podcast as well. I think you guys very much deserve that. Um, but it's been a pleasure speaking to you both. So thank you so, so, so much for coming on and taking part in the Couples Challenge. Did you enjoy it? It was funny. Thank you so much, Amit. Right. All I can say is thank you guys for coming on. To all the ladies and gentlemen out there, all the couples out there, husbands and husbands, wives and wives, husbands and wives, whatever, I don't care. If you want to take part in the couples challenge, you know what you've got to do. So once again, thank you, Jonathan, Manisha. It's been a pleasure having you on. But ladies and gentlemen, that is how we do on the couples challenge. If you ever want to take part, you know what you've got to do and just get involved by messaging me in the studio. 07925 that is Couples Challenge. Catch our love guru, Amit Soda, between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. every Sunday for that chill out zone.